0: one three eight one. Or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study.
1: And we are back on the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, March fifth, two 2015. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwyn is here. Hello,
2: Jacob, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you tonight. Good to be
1: with you as well. Monty is back for the second week in a row. Is this two weeks in a row, Monty, or are we going on more than two?
3: It's just two weeks. Two weeks two weeks thank you
1: Monty Uh, Monty's getting to be a a, well, actually, attraction.
2: actually, it, it wasn't his particular skill, although he's very skilled at what he does. His 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 particular attraction tonight was that he has a four-wheel drive vehicle. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so, and so he could get here he on the bad roads. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so so we you. got a
2: little snow in Tennessee. Not like some of you who are listening from other areas, but we do have a little snow tonight. But we're glad to be with you on the virtual Bible thank study you for being here, and we look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. three eight
1: one four five six seven. You're watching us live uh, to the bottom of your video feed. Sign in the chat room and chat with other listeners there several have done that and we'll look forward to hearing from you and you can send
2: an email to questions at collegeview.com you are asking why tonight we have got a couple of why questions basically we're going to ask first of all why do good people do bad things Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. and then secondly we we want to talk about we'll just do a quick little survey at the end of the program, looking at the book of Hebrews as to why people sometimes quit, give up on their commitment to the Lord. The book of Hebrews was written to Christians who were on the verge of doing that. And we'll just make kind of a quick little survey through the book of Hebrews to see some of the things that might have been contributing to those people being tempted to give up and quit and just stop serving the Lord. right. Two questions. Why do good people do bad
1: things? And then why do people give up on the Lord? Quit. Go back. Turn back uh, to the world. And One of the answers to number two might be number one, because good people do bad things, and then the other people get discouraged, and then then they turn back Yeah, you're
2: getting way ahead of us now.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right.
2: right. So earlier today to our update list, Jake, if we sent out these questions, uh, remember you can get on our update list if you're not by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just put add me to the list uh, in your subject line, and we'll do that. And on Thursdays about noon, you'll get uh, an email message in your inbox that will tell you what our topic is going to be for discussion that night. And to our update list earlier today, I sent out these questions. I'm just going to give the first one now. We'll talk about the other one later. But the first question was, we often wonder why good people do bad things. And so we ask for comments on these possible contributing factors. First, some are not really good. <coughs> Two, every person has unique areas of weakness. Three, the conscience. Some people let their conscience erode away. Right. Number four, some people are around evil companions. Number five, some people fail to maintain their firm spiritual foundation and footing. And then finally, some people have a false sense of security and don't realize that they are in danger. So, we want to comment about each of those, and we'll have an open blank at the end there too. If you know, think of some other reasons. Oh, why. Uh, yeah, that's but, not necessarily a categorical so listing
1: in the chat room or an email. Send us a, if you if you know some, or seen, have seen reasons why. Good people do bad things. Let us know your thoughts and add those to the list And as we build this list of why good people do bad things.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think all of us probably uh, have been in situations. We've known situations like that. Someone that we've known, respected for a long time. Uh, held in very high esteem. Uh, but then they do something that just completely almost seems like it's out of character. Something that's, uh, sinful. Something horrible maybe or wicked. And it just seems like it, uh, that person should not be doing that thing. How, how, to, how could that happen? And of course it, it may even be us. It may be us. We, 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 you know, fall victim to temptation and do something that we imagined we never would have done. Mm-hmm. You know, what would be the contributing factor that would cause a good person maybe to do something out of character. Uh, I want to start out by this <laughs> this first point we made, Jacob, and that is sometimes when we see a situation where it appears that a good person has done something bad – it might be that that person's really not a good person at all.
1: It, you there you know, was a, maybe it was a show.
2: Yes, I think there are some people who sort of put on a facade, sort of a show, a, a, a veneer, if you will, of goodness, piety,
1: and righteousness. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it, but it's 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 not real. It's fake. It's feigned. It's it's. Uh, uh, but you know, that's not a new situation. Really, there's nothing new in this world As we, when we stop mm-hmm. to think about it in reality. I mean, right. a- everything that is has been before, and the characteristics of mankind have changed a lot over the ages. You sort of sound like uh, Solomon there. <laughs> like, uh,
1: Ecclesiastes, yeah.
2: Yeah, but notice what Peter said about some people who might have appeared to be good, but they really weren't good people. They were doing some bad stuff because they weren't really good at heart. In Second Peter chapter 2, beginning verse 1, Peter said, there will be false teachers among you. Okay, so these are people doing some bad stuff. But notice, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you. And so here were some people who who appeared to be good, and a lot of people were following them. many would follow them yeah. because they seemed like such good people, but they were secretly introducing destructive heresies in other words they they weren't really good people, but they had put on that show and so done so well at it that they deceived other people into following their path jesus warns of this over and over again in matthew chapter 7 verse 15 beware
1: of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves that gonna put it on a good show a disguise yeah i'm gonna look like uh, i'm gonna look like the most religious person there ever was and the greatest guy and whoa, there's something else behind the curtains there
2: yeah and you know whenever we have been confronted with situations like that and i think probably lots of people would say yeah i think i've known some situations like that where people were just putting on a pretensive show and it wasn't real mm-hmm. that's a real that can be a very discouraging thing but i i always take heart in knowing that what we're dealing with has been dealt with before that's not new people have been like that in the past and Always will be uh, the apostle peter's statements there didn 't say there might be false teachers among you. He said there will be false teachers among you who secretly bring in destructive heresies and so it 's always been a problem. it will continue to be a problem as long as the world stands. there will be those who are putting on these shows and they 're not really good they 're not good people they're just they 're just uh being deceptive and so don't be discouraged by folks like that. I guess that's our first message.
1: All right, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. So don't be discouraged if what you think was a good person does a bad thing. You may have not been a good person to start with. Guess 4566 has another well, This is one we're going to add to the list. We're getting started early adding uh, those uh, new items to the list that you suggested. 4566 says if you dwell on certain thoughts, then
2: after a while there will be a desire to fulfill those desires. Well, I think that's exactly right. And we could definitely add that because we know that thoughts precede actions. And if you dwell on it, just as as, uh, 4566 says, if you dwell on those things, you can't think about something for a long time without finally acting upon it. Right. You know, that's the problem with with uh, uh, viewing nasty things on TV and yep. the movies or yep. uh, looking at horrible stuff on the Internet. Uh, if you keep taking that in, sooner or later it will come out and yep. manifest itself. And so we've got to be really careful about our thoughts. Man, uh,
1: Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so uh, we've got to make sure that we are maintaining that purity of thought because... Good people do bad things when they allow their thoughts uh, to take them places that they should not,
2: okay very good so right there we've got we've got a an an addition to our list, and so thank you forty five sixty six for bringing that in some people the reason why sometimes good people do bad things is because they allow themselves they allow their thoughts to dwell on you know I really think a lot of people in the world and many Christians may think well it just as long as I don't do it as you' know, I can think. But as long as I don't do, uh, that's okay. But Jesus just destroyed that notion in the Sermon on the Mount, a well-known statement in Matthew chapter 5, uh, when Jesus was uh, talking about looking on a woman to lust after her. Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. He's Verse 27, Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Just don't commit adultery. Just don't do it. But Jesus said, I say to you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Jesus, so Jesus said it's not okay to just you know have it in your thoughts because uh, Jesus knew that if we did, it would ultimately show up in our lives. Philip is in the chat room tonight. Thank you for being here, Philip. Philip uh,
1: references Proverbs 23, verse 7, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Exactly right. And uh, Jesus also, in Mark chapter 7, verse twenty. Uh, verse uh, well, he goes on several verses there in mark seven uh, about around um, verse um, well verse twenty three says uh, all all evil things come from within and defile a man so uh, Jesus is telling us that we've got to be careful about what we're thinking that will cause good people to do bad things. really it doesn't matter how good the person is if he's not restraining his thoughts if he's not keeping his heart with all, with all diligence. He is going to do bad
2: things. Yeah. You know, Jesus said in, in the, the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, again, from the Sermon on the Mount, uh, it's chapter um, 5 of Matthew and verse uh, 8, Matthew 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You have to be pure in heart to see God. Right. You can't. You can't allow yourself to think on evil things. All right. So we've got two things. Quickly, we, we've, we've added two things as to what might be the explanation why good people sometimes do bad things. Our, our first observation was well, sometimes people may appear to be good, and they're not really good, and they're just being deceptive and yep. putting on a false front. That would be one explanation. But I don't think that's the majority explanation. I think that some other thing. I mean, some people who really are good people, but sometimes they just let down and do bad things. And and so we've dealt with this suggestion that maybe it's because they let themselves think on evil things. And too. the
1: comments keep coming in the chat room. We 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 probably need to do a whole program on keeping our our hearts pure because yeah. we have hit on a nerve here, and it's as yeah. good. Uh, guest sixty three forty three says uh, references Romans one verse thirty two where Paul writes, "Who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve." Of those who practice them, that's that the mind there. That's the thought. You know, they that, that, yeah exactly you know right
2: sixty three forty three is exactly right. I don't, I don't do that stuff. Man, I love to watch it on TV. Yeah, right. You know, or uh, I don't do that stuff, but I'll pay good money to go to the movies and yeah, watch it done. Right. You know, yeah.
1: I wouldn't say those words, but I but I listen mind. to but them all the time. Right,
2: right. yeah, exactly right, yeah. and and so we got to really control our thinking. Uh, Romans chapter twelve verse two
1: it tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God we're not informed of the evil ways of this world. Notice how do we do that by renewing our mind by making sure our thoughts are pure
2: right uh, in the chat room, Travis mentions David uh, again along the ideas he got a, a good person will do bad things if he allows himself to dwell on it in his thoughts. Uh, Travis says, so if David looked at the women and then went inside and felt bad, I don't think that would have been bad. Instead, he lusted and acted upon it. That's right. In other words, he allowed himself to dwell on it. You know, you, I, I I tend to think that you, we could argue. You know, so, something may pop up in front of you. You know, David saw Bathsheba. He he didn't know that he was he was he he was there and and she was there and he saw that. Right. If he had turned away, from it, he couldn't prevent that. He accidentally saw that. If he turned away from that and excluded it from his thinking, he would have been all right, but he allowed himself to dwell on it. All right. Well, we have come up
1: to a break, and we'll take your thoughts uh, in the chat room during the break and uh, send an email to questions at com, or give us a call, 877-381-4567. Why do good people do bad things? Well, it may have been a facade. They may not have been really good to start with. They may, as uh, guest 4566 suggested. They may have dwelt on things and not kept their thoughts pure. We've got some other things to talk about. Well, we want to add your ideas to the list. Why do good people do bad things? We'll continue the discussion right after this. You won't want
0: to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages.
2: Here's some quotes worth pondering. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. Life isn't about getting and having. It's about giving and being. Fall seven times, stand up eight. The first question which the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But the Good Samaritan reversed the question. He asked, if I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? Man, wish I'd said that. This is Stephen Nicholson, a member
1: of the College Church of Christ, and I want to invite you to be a regular participant on the Virtual Bible Study. Your input by way of emails and phone calls are always welcome during the live program. We're also open to your suggestions about possible topics for discussion on upcoming editions of the program.
0: We'd love to hear from you anytime. Use your Internet connection for something good. Listen to the Virtual Bible Study every week.
1: Now, back to the program. We're back on the program. We're glad that you're back with us as we talk about why good people do bad things things and uh, we'll look forward
2: to hearing your thoughts again in the chat room. We're going to move to another topic and I think this is a big one uh, that causes us all trouble and that is that each of us has a unique or un- a unique area or areas of weakness. I'm not saying that each of us is, has just one weakness. We may have multiple weaknesses but probably most of us think that we have at least one area where we're pretty weak on in one way or another mm-hmm. and Satan is a is a very crafty being. He's he's not going to attack us at our strong points. He's going to attack us at our weak points. And so, because we have uh, unique areas of weakness, then uh, we have to be aware. Uh, your weakness may not be mine, and vice versa, Jacob. But uh, the fact is. Uh, uh, all of us need to realize that we have some weaknesses where we're vulnerable in fact the person who denies that he has any weakness has just expressed a weakness uh, you know that he doesn't know That's himself right. he doesn't know himself right. well and he doesn't understand where he's vulnerable uh, notice what paul said in romans chapter 7 verse 15 he was trying to illustrate some of the problems with the the law versus uh, faith in christ but he said romans 7 verse 15 for that For that which I am doing I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. And then he goes on to say in that text, For the good that I wish I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not wish. Now, you can get a little dizzy in that section yeah. if you read it too fast. But, yeah, I heard a guy <laughs>
1: read that one time. It sort of had somewhat of a speech impediment. It was a, sort of a cruel thing the preacher did making him to read that verse.
2: <laughs> but the, the point that Paul is making there, I think, is a real one. That yeah. Sometimes we do what we don't want to do and yeah. and, and, some, and fail to do what we know we should be doing. Yeah. And even Paul expressed that that was a reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, as strong as he was, he understood that that was a, a situation. Well, we have weaknesses. Man, Paul
1: was
3: doing bad things.
1: I mean, yeah. sin is a bad thing. And Paul was Paul had struggles with sin, and yeah. as we all do, and we yeah.
3: need to be aware of that. Any thoughts on that, Monty? I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, we've, we've got to be careful because, and I think that's what he's talking about in James when he said for us to confess our faults one to another. If I know I've got a weakness in an area, and I'm hanging out with you regularly, I need to tell you what my weaknesses are so that you can help me watch out for those things you can be my strength when when in my weak areas and you can tell me yours and and we can work together to keep each other strong i don't think what james is talking about was necessarily have to do with being restored which it can be included in that but it'll help me if we're together to, for you to know my weaknesses and right. you can be my strength when I'm in my weak places. Very good, very good. I think you're
1: right, Monty. 63 43, uh, references First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And so uh, sixty-three forty-three reminds us that we've all got to be careful about, uh, you know, not thinking that we're immune to this stuff.
2: Exactly right. Um,
1: Sign in the chat room. If you're not, you can uh, chat with other listeners. And if you'd like to be recognized for your comments, rather than just some generic number, you can sign in. With, Give yourself uh, a name. Maybe you just call yourself and maybe just put where you're from and not know maybe your name or something like that so yeah. we can uh, acknowledge you. But thank you for your you, comments, Yeah, you know, We were talking
2: about Paul being acknowledging that he had weaknesses, but he was very determined not to surrender to those weaknesses. And that's what we've got to do. Notice what he said in 1 Corinthians 9, beginning verse 26. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So what Paul said, in those areas where he knew he was weak, he worked harder to keep himself under control. Uh, He he was determined. He he was uh, uh, bringing his self into subjection. That's no challenge in an area where I have no temptation. Uh You know, you know, some things don't tempt me at all. Yeah, that happen to be big temptations to other people. Yeah, but some of the things that tempt me might not be a temptation to them. But where I've got to focus is where my weakness is, and that's what I think Paul was saying that he was doing. Yeah. So Paul realized that he had some of those weaknesses,
1: and he was he was working against those. All right. Very good.
2: Um. I don't see any
1: no, more new. comments. Come nothing on, new.
2: join in in the chat room. Let us know what you're thinking there. Uh, why do good people do bad things is, is what we're talking about. Let's move on to another area, and that has to do with our conscience. conscience
1: um. Mostly tied in with that idea of not thinking, uh, not keeping our hearts pure, is this idea of keeping our conscience uh, sensitive.
2: Yeah, w- we need, of course, we got to always be reminded about the conscience. The conscience is not the ultimate determinant right. of what is right or wrong. Right, uh, but the conscience, our conscience, is a vital tool from God. Uh, it's 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 part of the unique character of man. I think it it may even be a part. You know, in our Bible study last night, we were studying from Genesis chapter one, where God created man in His image. And that certainly in the image of God has to do with the spiritual side of man, the eternal soul that's within man. But I wouldn't, I would not object to someone saying this conscience is a part of that, that eternal man, that, that, that spiritual man. You know, I, I don't think a dog has a conscience, you know. A dog can do a bad thing and, and you might punish the dog for doing something bad, but he, his conscience doesn't bother him. Now, he don't want to get whipped, you know, if you whipped him for digging holes in the yard. Well, he feels bad because he got a whipping for digging holes in the yard, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a conscience against such a thing. He'd do it again if he got a chance. I used to have a dog like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, would you have a dog like that, Monty, or would you get rid of that
3: dog? He would probably have to leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the, but the idea of man does has, have a conscience, and if we allow it to be trained according to the Word of God, it is a valuable tool yeah. Yeah. Uh, to help us control our actions. Uh, Again, it doesn't establish what is right or wrong because, you know, we've made the point about the Apostle Paul lots of times on the virtual Bible study. While he was in the midst of persecuting Christians, throwing them in jail, giving his vote against them when they were being put to death, he said he had a clear conscience. and good enough. Acts 23, 1. Paul earnestly beheld the council and said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, conscience is not the ultimate thing, but if used right, trained right, and used right, it is very helpful but if we if we let our conscience erode away or become as the scriptures use the expression the conscience seared with a hot iron first Timothy four verse two uh, then it's of no use to us at all uh, yeah. notice uh, uh what Paul said, of the danger of violating your conscience, Romans fourteen twenty three. He that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Yeah. I think there in Romans 14, the Apostle Paul was talking about some people had a conscience issue about eating meats that had been sacrificed to idols. I don't think everybody agrees with me about that, but my view of Romans chapter 14 is that he wasn't talking about meats in general, but talking about specifically meats that had been offered to idols. We know that was a big issue in the first century church. Uh, for in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote about it in chapters 8 and 10. Uh, a, a whole meeting had dwelt with such things in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. And so we know that this was an issue in the early church. Some people had a conscience against it. And Paul is saying if your conscience says no, then don't, do don't violate your conscience. Right. You've got to protect your conscience um, because if you don't, it's possible to be hardened by the yeah. deceitfulness of sin, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Yeah. Exhort one another
1: daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. That's a scary thought, that uh, you could be to such a point with your conscience that it well, doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. And so I'm going to do, do these bad things because I don't think it's that bad. And you
2: can almost see how that would progress in the situation. Here's a guy at work, and there's this pretty woman who works where he works and he's around her day by day and he and a little flirtation begins you know and he Mm -hmm. he knows that he shouldn't be doing that right so his conscience bothers him at first but he goes ahead and does it anyway you know maybe goes out to lunch with her and they develop sort of a relationship and and he keeps doing this long enough then then his heart grows kind of hardened and then pretty soon his conscience is completely seared and he has an affair with this woman right when if he had stopped when his conscience first bothered him that he was Crossing in an area line, where he yep. should not be right. then he would have, he would have saved himself all of that disaster
1: roads the conscience is eroded and so that yes absolutely good points yeah. for us to consider
2: we got anything i think yeah, philip in the chat room he, he's going back one point
1: to this idea of uh, realizing that there are certain areas of weakness that we need to be aware of he references Galatians six one through three, brethren. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such one in a, the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear one of those burdens, and so fill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing; he deceiveth himself. Uh, and then he adds oh, a, some good thoughts for areas of weakness yeah. uh, to help bear one of those burdens, even weaknesses and uh, how we see ourselves. So good. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't remember Galatians chapter six verse three going on to that. Yeah. That was Philip's comments. Thank you, Philip. And
2: then guess C I G mentions from Proverbs twenty two verse uh, eleven. Um, I don't know if he's got the full quote of that there. Twenty two eleven. He that loveth pureness of heart. Uh, so I think that's just expressing what we should do. We should love pureness of heart for the grace of his king shall be his friend, it goes on to say. Uh, yes. So we should we should love pureness of heart, yes. and, that, and we ought to desire for Absolutely. that. I think that's exactly right. Uh, right. Okay. Thank you for that, CIG. Okay. All right. Um, we're almost up to time for a break, but again, our topic for discussion, and, and now we've named, I guess, four things that... Would be an explanation as to why we or others who are trying to be good sometimes end up doing things that we shouldn't be doing. Why do good people do bad things? Is the question we're trying to answer, which started by saying sometimes people are not really good; they just put on a pretense of right. being good. So yeah. that would explain why they do bad things because right. they're really bad people. Right. That I don't I think that happens, and unfortunately I think probably all of us have probably have had an experience like it. But I don't think that's the majority thing. I really think that uh, Christians are good people uh, who really want what's right, right, but sometimes they they collapse, they fail right. spiritually. Yep. And it, it may be, as we have said, because they allow themselves to think on bad things. That was mm-hmm. suggested right. in our chat room. Right. We talked about that we all have unique areas of weakness, and we might... Surrender or let down in guarding mm-hmm. that weakness that we have. And then we've talked about letting our conscience be destroyed can't do that we've got to protect our conscience it's a valuable thing that god's given us to help us to direct our lives in his in his service so be careful with your conscience don't let it erode away yeah
1: and this isn't just a discussion just for uh, you know an academic discussion this is a practical discussion because if we know what can cause good people to do bad things then we can be on guard so that well, we don't
2: yeah obviously what we're trying to we, what our takeaway from this jacob should be See how this can happen and don't then, and therefore then don't let it happen. Alright, Travis has added, before we go to the break, two good uh,
1: possibilities here. One, because we love the world. To do bad things because we haven't gotten exactly. the love of the world
2: out of our heart that's right we don't right. love we love the world more than we love god all
1: right. and number two at travis as in this one this one definitely should be on the list we don't know any better we haven't studied the word to know what god wants from
2: okay. us. okay hang yeah. on to those we may t- talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the excellent. break.
1: excellent and uh if you're not signed in the chat room sign in during the break so that we don't have to have a topic next week of why good people don't sign in the chat room okay. and comment. all right we'll get a break and get your thoughts don't get anywhere the virtual bible study continues right after this
0: Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this
2: announcement. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. We're all familiar with camouflage or camo as we like to call it. We most commonly see it when hunters are preparing to hit the field in search of game. But this special clothing was originally perfected by the military. The main idea, of course, is to blend in with your surroundings so that you're not so easily detected by the enemy. More recently, since our army has been fighting wars in the desert, the patterns have been modified to help hide soldiers in that environment. There are even special camo types for arctic or snowy conditions. This effort to disguise oneself to avoid detection by enemies is a good thing in the armies of men, but a problem arises when soldiers in God's army try to do the same. Remember, camo is designed to make one blend in to the surrounding, but Christian soldiers should make no effort to do so. Unfortunately, many do. We see too many who want to talk, dress, and act like the worldly folks around them. They want to go to the same places and do the same things. In short, they want to hide their real identity and avoid detection as true disciples. Why would a Christian do this? Jesus targeted the problem when he said, quote, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. Mark 8, verse 38. Sadly, many are ashamed to show their attachment to the cause of Christ. The outcome for them, as Jesus warned, will be eternal loss. May we all develop the unwavering devotion of the Apostle Paul who boldly said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Romans 1, verse 16. May we like him be able to say in the end, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith, 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Jim Meisner. I worship at the Church of Christ in Deckerville, Michigan. Be sure to
1: listen to the Virtual Bible Study and watch it.
0: Broadcasting around the world with truths that
1: are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. And we're back on the program. I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. And you can find the email address to use, which is questions at collegeview.com at that website. And that email address is the email address you use to send in your questions or suggestions for future editions of the Virtual Bible Study.
2: Okay. And All we right. look forward to those. All right. We had a couple of suggestions just as we were going to our break about we're just trying to compile a list of why good people may do bad things. And Travis suggested because we love the world. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that is a problem. We're in the world. Uh, and so there's this. Uh, sort of inclination to want to be like the the worldly people uh, that are around us, but we're warned about that just repeatedly. In James chapter four, uh, verse four, James says, "Ye adulterers and adulteresses." And actually, he's talking about spiritual adulterers and adulterers. No, we're not faithful to God. He says, "Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God." Yeah. So we have to be very careful about being too attached to this world, loving the world too much.
1: Yes, First uh, John 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh, over and over again, we're told to get our heart uh, right and love God, not this world.
2: Yeah, and that's, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a real challenge for us. I think Travis has hit on another good point for our list of why okay. good people might do bad things, because the world has a powerful drawl on us as Christians, and we have to really be on guard against that. Yeah.
1: Roman, uh, Guest 893 references Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, referenced Romans chapter 12, verse 2 just a minute ago, but in context of Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may approve what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The world is... Pr- pushing on us from every side, trying to get us to conform to it. And it, it happens in subliminal ways, and it happens in forceful ways. But we've got to realize that we've got to renew our mind and be transformed, be in the image of God.
2: I think that's exactly right. Along that same line, guest 6343 has mentioned 1 Corinthians six eighteen and following, perhaps we're not careful because we don't remember that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and thus we follow our temptation to defile the temptation. Uh, defile the temple and I think that's right and again it goes to the idea of loving the world too much and then Travis mentioned because we don't know any better and I think that may be the case good people do bad things because they don't know better but I would think that's down pretty low on the list because the kind of things I'm thinking of in our study tonight are things I know better I know better but I just don't make myself do better I think that's more so it may be that some people are sort of Ignorant of what they ought to do, but I think for most of us as Christians, we're talking about the kind of, you know, I know that I shouldn't look at pornography on the internet, right. you know. Right. But I do it anyway. Or I know I shouldn't go to that R-rated movie. Or yeah. you know, but I do, gossip. Or I, I know I shouldn't pick up the phone and gossip to somebody, but I do it anyway. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's so much the, uh, the area that I don't know better. It might that might be some of that, but I think that would be more minimal. I, I think the areas we're talking about well, we mostly know and we do anyway.
1: Probably what we don't know is God's. techniques and teaching on how to avoid those sins maybe we need to study more about how god has told us we can avoid some of those uh, temptations
2: and
3: so that's
1: that's why we we lack that knowledge all
2: right yeah all right let's let let me let me throw in another one here i think we're getting a great list of possibilities here yeah we may Uh, not
1: even get to that other topic if we don't hurry
2: yeah uh let me suggest evil companions evil companions can cause us to do things that we don't you know good people can do bad things if they allow themselves to be under the influence of evil companionship yes of course the famous verse on that is first corinthians fifteen thirty three. the new american standard version says do not be deceived bad company corrupts good morals yep uh, i i think that is always been true uh i remember an incident uh, a number of lots of years ago a brother in christ we worshiped together in the same local congregation and we love to go out hunting and fishing together and and uh and so I I was I called him one day I called him at work one day to set up our hunting trip for the it the next day was Saturday we were going hunting. Well, when he picked up the phone, he thought it was someone else, and he let off cussing a blue streak. I uh, mean! I was just I was just completely devastated yeah. by that, you know. So I just said a word and hung up. Uh, well, I went to him that night to, you know, to, to resolve this because it was a terrible thing. And of course, he was he was tearful. He was very he was very uh, uh, remorseful, and and he was penitent. Yeah. And he said that his problem was that when he's around the the rough people at his work. It was very easy for him to just let down and act like they acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I don't have any trouble when I'm around good people, but mm-hmm. I'm around them. He says, they really bring me down. And and I think that is a truism. Uh, if we're around bad people, they will bring us down.
3: Yeah, even
1: uh, strong uh, people can be brought down. You remember Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I was stood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Uh, for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. So even Peter had been influenced by others. And notice yeah. in verse 13, And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. So Barnabas and Peter both fell to this this uh, problem of allowing our, our uh, companions to influence us to do evil.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, I had a note here about... Uh, The prodigal son, you know, I I had, I had a note here, the prodigal son, a good boy from a good family. Mm -hmm. What happened to him? Yeah. It says he went out and wasted his substance on riotous living and and his, and his older brother accused him of uh, devouring his wealth, living with harlots. Uh, so here's a good boy from a good family, but he got around bad people and it destroyed him. Yep. That happens. Evil companions corrupt good morals. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeview dot com. Proverbs thirteen verse twenty. He who walked with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Yeah. pretty well said there for all sure. Right.
1: All right, and Brendan uh, reminds us from First John chapter uh, one verses nine and ten uh, that uh, that we are all going to f- fail at times, but we don't. But we have an advocate and we can be forgiven of our sins if we confess our sins. And uh, that is a certainly important point for us to remember that
2: if- Even we, when we do do bad things. Yes. We can still be forgiven. So don't stay there. Don't stay in that place. All right. What right. do well, we got Thank time? We got for time that. for let's catch another point here. Uh, Travis adds one.
1: Okay. Because, because some people teach once saved always saved. So why not do what
2: you want? Exactly right. And I think if that, uh, if that was a true if that was a true doctrine, it's not. It's a false doctrine. But if that was a true doctrine, why wouldn't you just do whatever you wanted to do? It's not that big a deal. Yeah. No issue. All right. I think you're right, Travis. And Travis. so uh, uh, that probably doesn't uh, impact a, a whole lot of people that we're talking to tonight, but those in the religious world who are of that false ideology or theology, it would affect them. I think it would affect them. If if I didn't think that I was going to be held accountable for all the things that I do, then um, no telling what I might do. Yeah alright eight
1: one four five six seven. Thank you, Travis, for that. In the chat room, your comments are welcome in the chat room as well. Sign in and comment there.
2: Let's do one more here real quickly. One of the reasons I think good people do bad things is because they don't maintain their firm spiritual foundation. Uh, uh, they're good. They may be good people, but they're not growing. They're not, their faith is not being built. You know, if we don't keep growing spiritually, you, you can't stay at. One place spiritually, you're either growing spiritually or you're declining spiritually. I think that is absolutely true. And if and if we're not trying to grow spiritually, uh, we're going. Uh, if we're not maintaining our our strong faithful stand, Jesus, remember at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, told about the uh, the the wise builder and the foolish builder. You know, and he said the wise builder hears and does. Mm-hmm what the lord teaches the foolish builder hears but does not uh uh, so we got to keep hearing and doing and that that puts us on a strong spiritual footing Uh, our foundation is secure if we keep hearing and doing the will of god and uh, jesus says that these uh,
1: trials and these storms will come not if they come he says when they come when the rain comes and when the wind blows uh, we've got to be prepared for that. So we've got to make sure that we've got our foundation in
2: place. You know, it's interesting. Jesus, when he was tempted, what did he do? Reference, continually reference the word of God. He he he, he knew what the, the will of God was, and he was putting it into practice. Uh, there in uh, Matthew chapter 4, he resisted Satan by quoting scripture. We can do that, too, if we will. All
1: right. Let us know your thoughts. We want to hear from you on the program tonight.
2: And then I had one other thing that I was going to add to the list, Jacob, and that is this false sense of security that sometimes we have. Uh, you know, if you're not aware that there are dangers out there, you will be overtaken. Uh, earlier in the chat room, someone mentioned 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. That's certainly an applicable warning. Uh, notice. Uh, Um, Ezekiel 18, verse 24. When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and does according to all the abominations that a wicked man does, will he live? All his righteous deeds which he has done will not be remembered for his treachery which he has committed and his sin which he has committed. For them he will die. You know, uh, some good people fall into the trap of thinking that their many years of living a good life will cover up for Moral lapses, you know, I've been a I've been a Christian for 48 years, you know, they say. And so maybe I did slip up a little bit there. But, man, look at all that good stuff I've right. been doing for all these it's years Time
1: for me to sit back and rest on my laurels.
2: No way. Uh, and, and, and so the, the, we can't ever develop a false sense of security. Uh, because just as, as surely as we do that, then we will fall. And we this false sense of security, I think, has really undone a lot of people. All right, and uh, that we see it in, in the world, you know, sporting uh, events. Uh, you know, that's the
1: big thing: is the, the big, uh, big bad team comes in and plays the little bitty school, and and the underdog uh, whoops them good because they thought, well, there's nothing to worry. They about. They didn't if, have
2: to worry about that opponent.
1: Yeah. Same is for us spiritually as well. If we are not on our guard. And realize that any of us can fall.
3: my you're awful I... quiet now. Any thoughts? No, I'm, we're covering this pretty good, but I think, like on this false sense of security, sometimes it might be because, like you said, we've been a Christian a long time. Maybe I'm the preacher at a congregation or a deacon or an elder or something like that, and I've sort of got this thing, I, I get overconfident. You know, And in, in because of the position I hold and because I've been a Christian so long, and we've and I like you say, that when we get to that point, we really need to take extra care and extra exactly. examine ourselves extra close to make sure we're not being led away.
1: All right, good thoughts. If you have anything else you want to add on this list of why good people do bad things, we'd love to hear that. Brendan asked a question that I think may be worthy of some discussion when we get back from the break. Uh, he says, how can a Christian remain pure and not fall into temptation when we have to be among the world on a daily basis? So why don't you send in your thoughts on uh, Brendan's question during the break. And when we get back, we'll consider that. uh, Some ideas of how we can uh, remain pure in in an impure world and uh, not be uh, soiled by the world that we live in. Let us know your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. These guys are doing all of
0: the talking. We need to hear from you. Call in now. The Virtual Bible Study
2: continues right after this. We're tracking the trends on the Virtual Bible Study. According to recent surveys, the average smartphone user checks his or her device once every six minutes. That's 150 times every waking day. That information is via churchdevelopment.com. The Word of God says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth.
1: I'm Trent Haynes, a member of the College View Church of Christ, with a reminder about the update mailing list for the virtual Bible study. Every Thursday shortly after noon, an email message is sent out with information about the topic for discussion on that evening's program. You're invited to start sending feedback and comments that are then included during the broadcast. If you'd like to be added to our update list, just send a message to questions at collegeview.com and put add me to the list in the subject line. That's all there is to it.
0: Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the virtual Bible study. we well, back
1: on the program tonight. We've been talking about why good people do bad things. And, uh, well, Brendan has posed a question for us. Uh, how can a Christian remain pure and not fall into temptation when a Christian has to be among the world on a daily basis? And certainly uh, we do have to be among the world on a daily basis. Paul's told us that in, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 um let's see Uh, second corinthians chapter six uh anyhow about how we have to come out of the world if we're going to not associate with those who are who are evil uh we're going to have to have association with those who are evil and so we we need to know how we're going to remain pure brendan adds for me i have to be with people who are so contrary to christ every day because of college and i find myself more often than i care to admit that I fall back into old habits. And so Brendan has asked a very pertinent question.
2: Were you thinking, Jacob, of 1 Corinthians 5? 1 Corinthians Paul, 5, For yes. Paul said, I wrote uh, yes. unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of the world. Yeah. Paul says so it's going to be. You can't go out of the world. You have to be. Good. So we are going to have to have contact with those who are wicked. But, but I tell you what, Jacob. I think, and I, I may. I'm, my situation is a little different because I don't. I don't work in the in the workaday world anymore. Uh, I used to, but I don't anymore since I since I'm a preacher. But I don't think our big problem is the is the situations where we have to be around involuntarily you know so i've got a job and there's a guy on the job and he cusses all the time or there's a guy on the job you know who's always telling dirty jokes or something i can i can shield myself i think i can i think i can keep my guard up pretty good against them i think the greater problem is the things that i voluntarily allow myself to be exposed to you know the the things that i watch on tv the movies that i go to the things that i allow myself to browse on the internet the the friends i choose the friends i choose to be around Mm -hmm. in my uh you know leisure time i i think those are the uh, i do i I, i'm certainly sympathetic with brendan when he says he goes to college and there's a lot of bad people there and do bad stuff and uh, we know that and we can kind of keep a guard up against them but in the areas where I voluntarily place myself under the influence of these different Conscious things. Talking about your conscience being eroded.
1: You know, you talk about, you know, I'm going to sit in front of the television. I'm going to let myself be bombarded. I'm going to let Satan throw these
2: temptations at me constantly. I'm, o- I'm going to open up the door and let it come in.
1: Yeah. So maybe we're setting ourselves up for trouble there.
2: I think, right. I think that's right. All right. Um,
1: um, guess 5762 says you're in the world but not of it. We need to remind ourselves of that on a con- yeah. continual basis um philip in the chat room references uh hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 hebrews chapter 12 beginning of verse 1 therefore uh we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily ensnare us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking into jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Boy, a lot of points to make from that passage. But remember those who have lived faithfully in the past. Hebrews chapter 11 comes right before Hebrews chapter 12, and it's full of examples of people that are to be encouraged. It can be
2: done. It can be done. Yeah. There in Hebrews chapter 11, one of the great heroes of faith is Noah. Not another righteous family in the whole world, but he could still be righteous. It can be done. Paul said in Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Yeah. And so uh, I, I don't want us to leave the impression here, Jacob, that this is an easy thing, especially no. for a young person in college, for no. instance. It's not very an easy thing, very challenging. I think it's, and in many ways, I think it's harder now than ever before. I think a, I think a young person living in the modern world is facing challenges, new kinds of temptations that that have never been faced by any generation in the whole history of the world, and so would not want to leave the impression we think this is an easy thing. It's not. Uh, but it can be done. And we're confident that with God's help, we can succeed in these challenges. And Philip also references
1: John 14, verse 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And uh, Philip says, uh, "Keep look. Uh, the key is looking to Jesus. Keep our focus on him in all that we do.
2: I think it's true. All right. Travis adds, it's hard when you're alone with others, but pray. Prayer and faith will help. Uh, Know God's word. I think that's true. Don't be ashamed. Travis adds, don't be ashamed. Most will be respectful if they know you don't do those things, so tell them. I think that's that's a a good point. I think it's really a good point that Travis mentions there. I have found that to be the case. I think most of us do, that if people know what we believe and, and what our convictions are, that even if they don't share those convictions or don't agree with our conclusions, they they will at least respect us if they see us consistently applying those values. Yeah. Now, if they see us compromising sometimes, then they're not going to respect us at all. And then they're then the and and then the they they'll pile on the challenges will just mount up yes we make it harder for you know, ourselves make it harder for yeah. ourselves but if 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 these people of the world these people at college that are that are always doing bad things the guy on the job who's always you know uh plaguing me with his evil if he if he sees over over the course of time that i consistently stand up for my convictions and moral values then I think over time it will wear him down. Instead of it wearing me down, it will wear him down, and he'll stop trying to challenge me in these areas. Uh, and, and I can make it easier on myself that way. All right. And I would say also uh, along the lines of what
1: Travis has says, we, we've got to maintain a degree of separation. We've got to be in the world, but we've got to be separate from the world. In Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Wherefore come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. It will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We've got to be separate. We've got to maintain a separation. God expected the children of Israel to be separated from the wicked people around them. And we need to do that as well. We're going to have to be around them. We need to be the light to the world. But we've got to be separate. We can't be getting in there. We can't uh, We can't run around with the pigs and not expect to get dirty.
3: Just like you mentioned with the pigs, and we are talking about shielding ourselves from things. There are certain things like his dealing with the pigs that we might... We know that there's going to be some nastiness there, so we'll wear our gloves or whatnot in order to keep from getting that on us. But sometimes that gets on us anyway, so what we have to do then is we go and we'll wash our hands or we'll wash whatever area of us got this defilement on us. Well, the same thing we have to do spiritually. We have to be around those people, and we'll shield ourselves as much as we can to keep from being defiled by them but when we do fall into those temptations then we've got to watch our minds and we do that by studying God's word. The Bible teaches that God's word will cleanse our thoughts. So if we'll wrap ourselves around the Bible and when we do come into those tempting situations, we'll we'll get into studying the word and studying with other people that like-minded faithful people, then that will cleanse that help cleanse that and help us not to be lost in those tempting situations. I think you're right. Uh, I would say
1: also we need to make sure that we're not af- afraid to be strange and be unusual, be yeah. weird. We're going to have to be weirdos. God's called us to be weirdos. First yeah. uh, Peter chapter 4, verse uh, 4, in regard to these, they think it's strange that you not run with them to the same flood of dissipation, speaking of evil. I think sometimes we're so worried that people are going to think, I'm um, he's, that guy's a little bit different. Well, yeah, he is different, and he's going to have to be different <clears throat> until uh, he dies or the Lord comes back. That's his call in life. And we need to be ready to accept the fact that you're going to have to be different.
2: Yeah. Uh, 1 Peter 2, verse uh, 9, <coughs> your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. There's, there's, a, there's a separation there, a distinctiveness that we, we are not like the people of the world around us. and. and and all we're doing is causing ourselves additional grief when we try to blend in with them. Yeah. We've got to maintain, as you said, that, that distinctiveness. Oh,
1: are they going to think it's weird if I don't go out drinking with them after work tonight? Am I going to, they're going to think I'm weirdo?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They probably will. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's, that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
2: All right. Uh, all right. Uh, in the chat room, CIG, I think I know who CIG is. I think that CIG, you're probably uh, joining us from Chapel Hill, Tennessee tonight. Uh, in First Corinthians 10, verse 13, uh, he suggests, There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer to you to be attempted above that that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Uh, uh, God makes a way of escape. And 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 so even in the harshest trials, if we will look for that way of escape, we can make it. All right. Uh, and
1: uh, Jen in the chat room, uh, let's see here, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 tells us we can do all things through Christ. No, that's so, the one that
2: says control our thoughts.
1: Okay, yeah, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... If there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And so, Jen encourages us to make sure that we're thinking about things that are pure. And I, I, along with that line, uh, thought, I had uh, pulled up also Second Peter chapter uh, two verses seven and eight, talking about Lot. He was in this wicked world, uh, a very wicked place, uh, more wicked than the college campus, I would uh, propose. And it says that he was delivered. Uh, God delivered just Lot. V- uh, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Lot was troubled by the evil around him. Lot hated the sin that he saw every day. It bothered him. And we've got to make sure that we keep that same sensitivity up to sin. That it's going to be all can't, around can't, us.
2: can't let ourselves grow callous yeah, we to can't, evil.
1: Uh, it's got to, we've got to see it for being the black, terrible thing that it is, and always remind ourselves of that. Uh, the media, especially, is going to try and convince us that sin isn't that bad. Uh, our friends are going to try and convince us of that. We've got to make sure that we realize how terrible sin is. Uh, it vexed, it bothered a lot, and it yeah. needs to bother us.
2: Uh, in the chat room, we're just all but out of time, Jacob, but in the chat room, 5762 talks again about mind control. As a man thinks, so is he, as we mentioned earlier in the program, and that is certainly a strong point. And, in, and then 6343 says, We must train our minds to think in terms of holiness. Hebrews twelve fourteen says, "Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord." So, I think probably a thing that has come through pretty consistently in our discussion is you gotta take care of that the thinking, right. uh, control your thoughts, uh, uh, and and protect your conscience. Uh, uh, if if we're not on guard, we're gonna fall. Good people do bad things because of the influence of
1: uh, those around them, and but we can withstand and with and uh, and stand up to those temptations if we will make sure that we uh, realize that uh, we've got to keep our thoughts pure, we've got to keep our conscience clean, we've got to not allow it to be eroded, we've got to make sure uh, that uh, we understand the weakness and we understand that we're not immune to, to the temptation. Yeah.
2: Jay, we had a second part of the program that we were thinking about getting to, but we didn't have time. We may say that for another time. Uh, in the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews is a great study talking about some people dealing with the very kind of challenges that we're talking about here tonight. Some people who are on the verge of giving up, going back, quitting, quitting in their service to God. And uh, the book of Hebrews talks about some of the things that were contributing to that mindset.
1: All right. Well, we'll have to pick that up on another edition of
2: Bible yeah. Study, and we'll right. pick
1: up maybe your questions or your comments or suggestions uh, for uh, a future edition of the program send those in questions at collegeview.com money thank you for joining us any parting thoughts you didn't get much in tonight
3: well it's just that we got to keep a, a good watch on ourselves and if we're if we're really going to be that good person to really control ourselves and surround ourselves with other good people and immerse ourselves in the word of God so that we don't do those bad things that we've been talking about tonight. all right
1: Well, it's absolutely
3: true. All right.
1: Thank you for the discussion tonight. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you for being here. We hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word in the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.